0: Hello, it's Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness and my monthly podcast, Get Fit, Stay Healthy. This is G-Fit Show number 28, and I have an announcement. My fitness website is done. Enough done, anyway. The store is not built yet, and the merchandise isn't quite ready But I'm giving my designer the green light this week. So battlegroundfitness.com will be live. Please check it out. And, of course, you can already go to my YouTube channel. I need you guys to send in some videos, Battleground Fit TV. Okay, on to this month's discussion. It is time, my friends, to put this widely purported, still, and terribly misunderstood notion to bed. The one about working in the fat-burning zone. The fat-burning zone. Oh my goodness, this is the last time you should need to hear about this. So tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, your neighbors, the fat burning zone, the way most people interpret it, doesn't really exist. There, I said it, it doesn't really exist. So what does that mean? What are the implications? Before I answer that question, how do we get here? Why the confusion? The fat burning zone discussion originated after research was released breaking down the energy expenditure during low and high intensity exercise. Low intensity showed higher use of fat while carbohydrates were used more as the intensity increased. Low intensity showed higher use of fat, carbohydrates were used more when the intensity increased. So when you worked out harder, you used the carbs when you worked out at the LOWER zones, you were using FAT. Hmm, yeah, I know. It sounds perfect, doesn't it? It's those results, though, that created the emphasis on staying in the quote, fat-burning zone via a specific heart rate. Funny thing, if I were to follow the charts today, you know what, I'm in my fat-burning zone walking up the stairs of my house. Literally. And target heart rate training definitely has a place in fitness and in training, but it has to be calculated and used correctly. And once again, the average person that I see in the gym isn't using it properly. So anyway, okay, the miraculous zone that melts fat off your body and the misuse of this research, using the lower level exercises, not working hard because you're in the fat burning zone that's where this really started in fact I have articles dating back to the mid-90s trying to help everybody understand the research so here are the keys to understanding how to truly burn fat only small amounts of fat are used when you exercise at high intensity or just below your maximum sustainable output once again it's totally true small amounts of fat are used but the total number of calories burned is much higher when you work out hard than when you exercise at a lower level. And I'll concede that you're using fat as a fuel source when you exercise in those, I guess, lower level intensities. But the critical distinction is the total amount of energy expenditure, what you're burning, not the percentage taken from the fat. Okay, so before I move on and and explain this even better, let's be super duper clear with this. The total number of calories used needs to be higher than the total number of calories consumed, and burning fat as a source of fuel is a simplistic view of a much more complex equation. You are not N-O-T as in not, no, not doing it, isn't happening, not literally burning fat off your body and shrinking every time you reach your target heart rate zone for fat burning. And if you stay there for 14 hours straight, 17 days in a row, you're not going to be tiny by the time you're done. You're going to be injured and wasted and burned out and, uh, well, not even alive probably. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's kind of extreme. But you know what I'm saying? Heaven's sake. Have you ever noticed the participants in endurance races or, or triathlons even? Not all skinny minis crossing the finish line, if you know what I'm saying. And if you're doing them and you're not a skinny mini, I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying let's be honest about it. But what about a sprinter? Have you ever watched a sprint? Seen sprinters in a race who focus on intervals and intense training? Shredded bodies, ripped abs. Whew, okay, don't get me started on sprinters though. They're just amazing to me. Anyway, back to my main point, and a very important one. The total number of calories burned during your workout ultimately determines the amount of fat that is being used anyway, because here's how it works. At lower intensities, most of the fat that is used is in the form of tiny droplets within our muscles. To use the fat we see jiggling on our bodies, adipose fat. Free fatty acids would have to be sent to the mitochondria so they could be oxidized. Our jiggle fat is burned off during the post-workout hours. We actually become better fat burning machines by enhancing the metabolic profile of our muscles. It is true that long endurance training, say one and a half to two hours at about 65 to 70% max heart rate, enhances fat oxidation because our metabolism moves away from carbohydrates and starts to rely more on fat at the same exercise intensity. This is called the crossover concept. Greater fat contribution spares glycogen, which allows you to work out longer and more efficiently. For example, finding that last sprint at the end of an endurance run. Long endurance training stimulates that mitochondrial synthesis and uses up glycogen. Our muscles become concerned since they prefer to use carbohydrates as their main source of fuel. And as a result of this precarious situation, our muscles learn how to use fat more efficiently and eventually operate more as true fat burning machines. Now having said that, it sort of contradicts the point of long endurance, right, of that whole fat burning zone of being in the lower intensity. You can't do that all the time. Training in those lower ranges can certainly help you to train your body to use fat more efficiently. But you have to have the super high intensity stuff too. Interval training burns mega loads of calories in a short period of time. And that also keeps your metabolic rate elevated for hours. The EPOC effect. So working as hard as you can for as long as you can not only burns mega calories and keeps your metabolic rate elevated, but it also makes you fitter and thus more able to keep working out at high levels and burn even more calories. The intensity at which fat oxidation decreases in proportion to carbohydrate metabolism is mainly dependent upon your level of fitness. Okay, so I don't want to sound like I'm talking in circles here. Once again, let's break it down. The more fit you are, the better your body is at using your energy expenditures effectively and the longer and harder you go, the more you create a calorie deficit during and after the workout. In essence, even though you are not literally using jiggle fat to fuel your body, you will lose more of it when all the factors are in place because of your fitness level and hardcore high-intensity interval training, let's say at 80 to 100% max heart rate, ideally at 90 to 100, and that's improved with a strong endurance-based foundation. Okay, so let's look at a study even that was done with a group of people during 20 weeks of endurance training. 15 weeks of interval training as well. Total calories burned for the first group, 28,661 for endurance. The interval group burned a measly 13,614. But, ding, 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 the interval group had three times more subcutaneous fat loss. Three times more. The use of fat as fuel during lower-intensity workouts obviously does not translate into greater jiggly-wiggly fat loss. Oh, gosh, okay, I'm going to get off my high horse, I swear. All right, so epoch is critical for long-term fat loss because it takes into account what your body does the other 22 or 23 hours in your day after a workout. You work out for an hour, maybe. What happens the rest of the day? Okay, and there are countless other studies that actually show higher calorie expenditure during intervals, especially in cycling and running. Or equal, but then the epoch effect adds in a little more day after day. So other studies you know, are basically saying, hey, high intensity interval training, HIIT training, on a consistent basis actually increases fat burning enzyme activity during the low endurance training. Oh my goodness, so now we see intervals can help your low endurance training. We know your low endurance training helps you get stronger in your HIIT training. I think a little bit of everything sounds pretty darn good, don't you think? Your bodies become machines, machines. Are you getting the picture? Picture less fuzzy, clear? If you want to burn fat, if you want to lose body fat and or scale weight, make sure you incorporate hard workouts at near max heart rate. Unless of course you have some sort of medical condition, I get that. Please don't take this literally if you have something going on or an injury. And you will burn more calories during and after your workout and increase your muscle's ability to use fat. Endurance training is important. It's an excellent part of the foundation. It's part of it, sure. But I would incorporate those killer hard anaerobic and resistance intervals at near max effort ASAP. My people, work as hard as you can for as long as you can and burn more calories than you consume, albeit from fat or carb sources. Just burn them and then you will see the jiggly wiggly stuff melt away. So can we finally put this myth to bed There really isn't a fat burning zone. The research showed how fat was used in a certain way while your body worked at a lower intensity. It does not translate to a shrinking level of fat physically coming off your body if you stay at a low level of intensity for a long time. It just doesn't work that way. The fat has to be oxidized. It has to move through your system. Burn more calories and you do that working harder, not at those low intensities. Got it? And if not, rewind, start from the beginning and take it all in one more time. Because if I find out that you don't get it, it will come hunt you down and pinch your head off kind of feisty today, aren't I? All right, guys, I think you got it now, right? There is no such thing, really. And now you know why. Okay, go work hard. Bust your asses out there. Feels good working hard that way anyway. Okay, next month, I review the female body breakthrough by one of my favorite fitness pros, Rachel Cosgrove. Until then, make good choices. Good choices, good ones, not bad ones, good ones. You know the difference, usually. Set appropriate boundaries. Watch your boundaries. Spread some good vibrations in the world. Send them out. You find something to laugh about every day, including yourself. And please, please, please manage your stress before it manages you. This is Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness. And get fit, stay healthy, asking you to do the same. And don't forget to check out BattlegroundFitness.com in just a few days and visit my YouTube channel now. That one's Battleground Fit TV. I want to hear from you guys, too. Will you write me, talk to me, email me, send me something? Anything you want me to cover? I'd be happy to research it for you. Go out and have a good rest of your day, week, month until uh, we talk again, okay? All right, peace out, my friends.